What's it gonna take for you to finally break up with your bullshit? Think what you could do if you could only break up with your bullshit. Oh. Hello, welcome to Break Up With Your Bullshit. My name is Michelle Aiken, and today on the podcast we have Stella Santana. She is the daughter of Carlos Santana, who you may have heard of, and she is kind of a little universe unto herself, which you'll quickly find. She's a real no-bullshit person, uh, a friend of mine that I have I got to hang out with a lot when I lived in New York, and when she lived in New York, we've um, been apart for a while, and it's kind of cool now because she's pregnant, and I have a four-year-old, and so we're sort of just in a new era of our friendship and uh, where she's a guest on my podcast. So <laughs> um, it's really cool to talk to her and just kind of get into the mind of a recording artist. She's a wonderful singer and she really is trying to blaze her own trail. Because if you can imagine, if, you're, if your father was a music legend, then you might have a little something going on in your head about, I don't know, I know, for me, I would be like, well, I don't want to really be in his shadow. I don't want to like ride coattails. I don't want to play the game of the the industry. And um, and what I really admire about Stella is that she's super committed to her art. And her music doesn't sound like a lot of the catchy stuff that I typically listen to. Um, but that's I think that's what's cool about it. And uh, and so we'll get into a bit of her process. We'll also talk about relationships and her perspective around them, uh, talk about becoming a mom and how that affects creativity. So lots of stuff like that. She's very sassy, very opinionated. And as she says in all of her bios, I'm bossy and I make music. So that's Stella. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, break up with your bullshit. Break up with your bullshit. Oh. Hello, Stella. Hi. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so I'm starting off all of these by talking about how we know each other, because that's a fun <laughs> story for like literally everyone. What do you remember about how we met? I was into the coaching world. Yes. And you were like shooting for a woman that I was like doing some stuff with. Correct. Yeah. I think we met in Mexico, actually. Yeah. In like the early aughts? Yes. Or no, the tens. It was the tens because I was already, no, no, no. It may have been 2010, actually. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. And that's how I went. I remember going to an improv show, but I don't know if you were in it or if Justin was in it. Probably Justin's improv show. He was on a house team at the People's Improv Theater for a long time. Yeah. Because I went to this like improv thing out here, not for myself, but for like my husband, because he wanted to like try it. Yeah. Um, and it was like so bad. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just spoiled, I think, because my first experience was like in New York City with like people that take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, and this one was called like, I don't want to say what it was called because I don't want to like. That's fine. We don't have to throw shade. But I was like, this is not what I saw. <laughs> and my husband was like what is this and I was like no 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 it's better it's better than this it's better than this long form improv when it's good it's good and people make fun of it a lot like you know just people make fun of improv in general but like it's an art form and when you do it, it well totally and when you do it well it's like so yeah. captivating yeah. but when it's bad it's like painful that's actually how it's not like a lot in between 
<laughs> yeah, no, I saw him. Um, I was an improv student in New York and I, uh, my friend Grace, you know, Grace, um, yeah. she was like, oh, I want to stay for Big Black Car. That was the name of his, his uh, uh, group. And, and then I saw him on stage and I, I actually, I was going because Ellie Kemper and Kristen Schaller in that group okay. and I wanted to see them. And then I got really distracted by this guy who was so amazing at what he was doing. I was, I was like, no, who's that? And I accosted him at the bar after I was like, hello, my name is Michelle. How are you so good at improv? <laughs> Justin. And I was like, nice to meet you, Justin. How are you so good at improv? <laughs> yeah. I was like angry about it. Like, what is the meaning of this? Yes. How did this <laughs> um, he says hi, by the way. Oh, hi. Say hi back. Yeah. I'll tell him Where are you guys right now? Um, I'm in Eatontown in New Jersey. Oh, okay. This podcast studio, a shared universe. Cool. Um, I so here's what I, I I guess what I remember about us meeting. I have a mini confession inside of it. Uh, <laughs> just to start this off spicy. Uh, <laughs> I so I met you. I think we were in that Mexico retreat when I met you, and we hung out. Me, you, and Grace hung out because you were closest to my age of most of the women there. Yeah. Um, and and I really loved you. And then. A few days later, someone said that you're Carlos Santana's daughter. And I was like, what? <laughs> and and then I went, oh, my God, I'm so glad I didn't know that. Totally. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can actually be friends with her and not be weird. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Because I don't often not know something like that about people and then right. I with them. So yeah. it was nice because I, I felt like I could, I don't know, trust myself more being friends with you. <laughs> not like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's nice to have it people learn it after yeah I bet because <laughs> because <laughs> people are weird people are so weird it's like when a camera's up and you just like see them they're like they're like on their phone they're like, <laughs> like yeah 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 what's wrong with you it's a fucking camera like, ah! <laughs> like people are just so weird um yeah but I'm glad I'm glad that happened yeah me too and then we had a lot of fun lunches that was like our thing was going to lunch um, was it oh yeah we went to the place that I forgot what it's called in Brooklyn I was thinking about it earlier and now I remember the name Pequena Pequena no there was a soda oh yeah we used to go to soda I wonder if that's still there soda bar I think it was I was well I haven't been there in a couple months but in Prospect Heights shout out to Prospect Heights Brooklyn yeah super gentrified I know there's like a cupcake shop on that street now I know it's very quaint. Yeah, I brought my friend Mark there, who he grew up there, like when there were riots and you had to be locked down in your house and stuff. And he, we're yeah. walking the street. He's like, I can't believe I'm looking at a, a cupcake shop. I know we did it. I went to a few of the marches. Yeah, when that was happening, and we walked through there, and I was like, this is. But like everyone was like coming out and like supporting us, right. and like the kids were like on the stoop, and like they were holding signs, and they had like pots, and they were like hitting them. More like a beautiful like brownstones. They're like, yeah, Black Lives Matter, and I was like, this is millions. So really, yeah. It is weird. It is super weird. <laughs> I was like, oh, you've like Queen so much. Good. Yeah, I'm like, what world? Like all these worlds colliding. But that's New York. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Um, I remember we went to lunch. Um, at I think that Mexican place, and and I remember you. Sorry if I'm like blowing up your spot, but you sat down and you looked at me and you went, "I'm pregnant." Or I think I am. Or we had some conversation like that where he thought you were pregnant. Oh, shit. I'm <laughs> glad I wasn't. Me too. <laughs> but, 
but I just remember being like, I love this girl so much. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a filter. Yeah, it's nice. I'm like, this is happening. Or like, this looks like that. Or like, what's that? And then people right. are sometimes like, we're not talking about that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like right there. So we, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things I love about you. Um, so tell me, um, tell me about when you, because actually one of those lunches, I remember we were talking and um, you weren't doing music yet. Like you weren't, no. you weren't pursuing it and you had a few reasons. Do you remember? Uh, well, I think that, especially like right now, I was like talking to my mom about it and also kind of like my dad, but like, and like, this is why I kind of like had some issues like in coaching as well is because like, I just feel like I'm not like a club member person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like a, my mom's like, we're not joiners. Like, you know, in college, like everyone like went to go like go to sororities or like go to join into these like join things and I just had never been like a joiner yeah. person I'm always like yeah but it just seems like a like a fake thing that it's like a weird like costume you put on to like try to be this thing to like be belong or whatever and I just was always like I feel like I belong but like I don't need to like prove that to anyone kind of yeah. thing so I think that was part of like why I didn't want to do because I just thought that the industry itself was like stupid whatever like based on like dumb shit yeah and I was like I don't really want to be a part of that or like compromise myself to like be in or like be successful uh so that's part of it like the attention and like you know I mean I was used to like getting like attention for like my last name and I was like this shit doesn't matter like what yeah. do your parents do like <laughs> like I could ask you the same thing and it's like I don't care you know yeah. um and I just didn't want to like validate it by like becoming a part of it right but then I was like but I still really want to do music so now I'm just gonna like do it in my own way and like now I mean like back then I had like no idea what the fuck I was doing but now I have like such a better understanding of like the industry and like how things work which is still shit and like totally uninspiring and like yeah you talk about that a lot (laughs) but like it's like very not cool Mm. um especially for someone like me who just like isn't I'm like trying to be something I'm not trying to get attention Mm-hmm. which is like I guess feels like counterintuitive to like being an artist it's like if you're an artist like you're trying to get like fans and you're trying to get like likes and you're trying to get views and like that's kind of part of it because like you create content and stuff like that sure. but the intention behind creating it isn't the trying to get it the intention behind creating it is like bringing to life what I'm making what I'm saying so like if I made a song I'm like how do I bring this to life visually how do I like really convey this message like so that more people can understand it no one likes it and what do I do about that but as long as like the message is clear and when people do see it it does speak to them if they're like aware enough to like really understand it because like my ass isn't there so it's not going to be like right that like talking about (laughs) how people scroll past really great work but like and comment on selfies and your ass 
yeah it's so true it's like you know and I'm, I'm working with a young artist she's 20 she's here in LA right now we have pit sessions all week which is also a nice part of being like I have to have like multiple projects going on I can't just like be in one because then if I like hit a wall I need to be able to pivot to something else yeah because I, I can't like if it's like I can't I won't force it so I'm like all right I have to find something else to do yeah um so it's nice to be able to like be writing and like helping her because she's like 20 years old and like she's super talented but like we're very much like I'm helping her like stay focused and like develop herself like as an artist and her sound all that stuff so you know we were just talking about it because she's like I post like a picture of myself and I get like this many likes but then I post like my new songs that are coming out and like no one gives a shit and I'm like basically yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. How it is. unless you're like you know, vouched for by so-and-so or blah, blah, blah. They make the associations with other people that, that people deem like successful or like tastemakers. Yeah. It's just kind of like, obviously there's people that aren't like that, but the majority of people, and I think Instagram also like reinforces that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you have, to, you have to play the game. Yeah, which I just don't, don't want to do. You don't. So, like <laughs> no. I, I love about um, you know, I heard I I read some someone talked about your music, um, and then you said this too. I don't know, whatever. It was that uh, your stuff doesn't sound like anybody else's, and uh, and I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like there's these clones. There's I mean, plenty of music I love and I listen to, but like every girl totally. sounds the same. Totally. Um, I still love the music and whatever, but um, but what I love that you do is your own thing and yeah. you could easily play the fucking game like ba- especially just based on the family you come from you could just yeah. you could exploit the shit out of it and just be like yeah. listen to me and what's kind of neat is that that's always an option but like your art is more important it seems like and yeah and message is more important to you yeah and I think like I was just talking like with my husband about it like I'm manager about like like Spotify, which is like a whole other like shit show. But um, it's like, we don't even make one, one cent off a stream. That's crazy. How? And it's like a billion dollar company. Yeah. And then if you like don't own your masters, like you like are assigned to a label, that's like, you make even less than one cent. Like right. I think it's like 0.44 cents to the dollar you make per stream. Wow. Which is like, what? How are you supposed and the to amount of money you have to put into making music like the right. gear the studio time mixing mastering it if you want to make content like every single thing that you're doing you have to pay for right whereas like I was just I was like talking about this with my mom the other day and we were like on a walk and I was like as a musician or as an artist like you show up to the studio to make your art and automatically you're in the red you're paying hourly for the studio time if you want content there, you're paying that photographer, they get to charge you a rate. If you want video, they get to charge you a rate. If you want hair, makeup, whatever, like I don't do that shit, but like some people do. Yeah. If you want like a stylist, a creative director, like which I think are helpful yeah. sometimes because like can, you can only think of like so many things and it's nice to have someone to be able to like bounce ideas off to like from a branding perspective For sure. to make sure that you stay cohesive. Um, but, and like you're developing yourself but like all that should cost money, like as soon as you ask for it. But for the artists to go make their stuff, like you don't get paid to do that. So yeah. it's just kind of like automatically, like you're in the red, which is like such a strange concept. It is. 
It is. You know? is. And, and it, um, it highlights yeah. it further that you need to really love what you're doing and be clear on why you're doing it. Yeah. And it's not for the likes, at least. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think that that's healthy. Like I, I had like the tiniest bit of internet fame for a minute and it was really bad for me. Mm. It was like being drunk. Yeah. I was like a, uh, one of my old PR um, like girls that I used to work with. She's a woman, whatever. Uh, she just moved out here from New York. So many people are like leaving and like coming out to LA. Yeah. Um, and I'm just happy because like my mom's here. So like I get to be with her. But uh, she was telling me, you know, she's like, she does music PR, but also like mostly like musicians, like artists and stuff like that. And she's pretty like boutique but she was, we had lunch a couple of weeks ago and she was like, you know, I have so many clients that are like really, really talented, but it's hard to get like people to care unless they have all the followers or all the whatever. She's like, there's like this, you know, the TikTok people now, it's like, that's a thing. So it's like, there's like this girl who's on TikTok, who was like a stripper and like, she did some thing and like people were but I'm not not the saying stripping's bad I'm just like you know it's like a lot of ass still mm-hmm. and like she got a lot of followers and so and then Rolling Stone did a fucking piece on her right. because she did and she's done like one song she's not even an artist and yeah. there's like all these people that have been doing this for their whole life and like really like poor and are actually good at it and are interesting but because it's not like clickbaity like even for from a PR perspective like they don't want to look right about it Right. Because like they're not gonna get the traction that they want to get on the on Instagram through the algorithms and stuff like that. Yeah, they just go for like the low hanging fruit, which usually like isn't that, like, I don't want to say good, but like quality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you think that that it's possible to be satisfied and happy without like as an artist without having all of those clicks and likes? Uh. I think so. It is like really frustrating though. Um, not gonna lie, it is frustrating. But if you just keep like making stuff, you don't like you're in the moment and you're making it, you're not thinking about like I didn't get playlisted for this release or I didn't get blah 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 because you're like on to the next thing. Yeah. And the nice thing is that if you have a lot of good work and people do find you, they're like fans for a long time. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is cool. That's cool. And this is cool. And I love all this stuff. And now I'm like put onto this new person. So like, that's the cool thing about it. Um, But it is, it isn't easy. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's just kind of depressing, but it doesn't stop me. Right. Well, obviously. Right. (laughs) Yeah. What's your fuel? Uh... I mean, I don't, I can't like not, but it also is helpful to have like Eve's, uh, Ava to like work with and like other people that I'm like helping like curate their vision and like think about mm-hmm. like, okay, this is like a cool sound for her. This is like a better whatever, like here's writing, here's the message, like here's what I can set up for you. Cause like that informs what I do for myself but it yeah. also makes me feel, I mean, I'm managing her, so I get like a percentage, but like, you know, a percentage of nothing is nothing. Right. Starting. So it's not like I'm like raking it in, but yeah. because I believe in her, just like I believe in myself, like it's like a nice way and, and I want her to do well. And like, I don't want to let her down. 
Right. That also helps me. Cause if it's like, you know, I obviously I don't want to let myself down, but I'll make more excuses, especially now that I'm pregnant. I'm like, I'm tired, which I was like crying about the first like trimester. Uh, yeah. It was like so new for me to like not be productive. Yes. I was I just talking sick. about that actually in the last episode that my least productive period of time was my first trimester of pregnancy. Cause you feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't my body. I'm like, I'm, I used to work out three times a week. Right. Like go to the studio all the time. But like now I was like, I just want to lay down. And it yeah. was just like very weird to me. And I felt like a piece of shit. I was like, I'm a loser. And my mom's like, you were being productive. You're making a human. And yeah, I'm this like, is your creative like, outfit right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I'm definitely making something. Um, yeah. So, you know, now I'm okay with it. And I like feel like better about it. And I have like a rhythm down. But, you know, it's the holidays now. And it's like also COVID. And I'm happy to be with my parents. I don't have like, or my mom. So I don't have like, like a lot of bills coming in right now, yeah. which is nice. But yeah, it's just, I feel like not wanting to let Ava down. And also just like, I can't not be creative. Like I have things to say, um, I have things I hear, I have things I want to bring to life. Yeah. So I do get restless, like when I can't be creative and I like feel it. So then I'll have to just be like, I need to go into a hole. I need to go have, be in the studio for like a week or I need to go do this so I can like feel like myself again. I'm not putting it out in like the next day or anything, but it's like something I can continue to be like tinkering with to totally. like, you know, develop. Keep it going. Yeah. Are you asking them to be quiet out there? Can you hear them? Yeah, it won't pick up uh, for her. So. Okay. I can hear it in my headphones. I can't hear anything. All right, good. Um, so, so right now, like, can you just paint me a picture, like what your day to day looks like? Yeah. So, well, this week Ava's here. So we're in sessions like from about four, four thirty to like 10 or 11. Um, we've, she got here on Monday. So we've been working since Tuesday. Yeah. Done like four songs uh and i'm just trying to get as much done as possible because while i'm with her because she's in new york so we're just like cutting final vocals and stuff like that and just like helping her helping empower her to do the things so that i can like if she's like i have this concept for this release and like i want to do blah 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 i'm like amazing now i can start doing research and getting some news so I can give back to you so you can continue to keep like building your vision because that's what I'm doing for myself for like album that I'm working on basically done with I have like two songs I need to finish writing yeah which I need to finish writing for like mm, a couple months now but I'm just like whatever they'll come like when they're gonna come yeah um and I have to just I also have to like show up for them <laughs> I recognize that <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I'm like I have to like sit down and like try to get it out which I haven't really been making time for but um I'm also you know it's like two songs out of like it's gonna be 10 total so I'm like I have the majority of it done so I kind of want to focus on like the rollout and like what I want that to look like like yeah each content each piece of content for each song like is am I gonna have like an activation around it like I don't know if you've heard of Clubhouse no so Clubhouse is like basically 
like, how would you explain it? It's like a conversation that you can listen to with a bunch of different people. There's a lot of like music industry people in there mm-hmm. and like creative people in there. Also like entrepreneur people. So you can just go in there, it's a free app, start a conversation with a topic. And then you can like ask people to, you can like follow people. So when someone starts a conversation, you can like go in. So when you enter, unless you're a moderator, you're, if you're a moderator, you're on stage, which means that you can mute and unmute yourself and essentially like be part of the conversation. And then if you're not a moderator, you can just listen to the conversation. But if you want to add something, you like raise your hand and then they like bring you up to st- the stage. Oh, that's cool. Whatever. It actually is kind of cool. You're probably going to like really, really like it. I'll send it to you after this. You can okay. like download it. It's free. So it's like super easy. But on Twitter, if you see anyone writing like CH, they're talking about Clubhouse. I don't know if you've seen anyone writing about it yet. I don't, I will probably notice it now because. Yeah. Something <laughs> in now, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was thinking that I wanted to do like, kind of like tiered interactive thing. So like Clubhouse is like free. Anyone can come in, anyone can listen. We can have like, I can host kind of conversations about what each song is about to like go in depth. Cause I'm not just writing about like skipping down the street and like my outfit to go to like the party or whatever. Even though like there's a time and a place for that but like that's not what this album is about. Right. Which is why writing part is taking me a little bit longer cause I'm like really trying to be like what do I want to say here? Yeah. Um, and both without telling people what to do, but like more of an offering. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I want to do like that, and then maybe like Zoom, like more private things. Um, so like my aunt is part of like a wine club, and so, which I think she pays like membership for, and they had a wine tasting party, but like obviously for COVID. So it was, everyone was on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So they like paid money. They got, everyone got like the wine sent to their house and then they were like all on a Zoom thing and like tasting it together. Like, so I was like, I could do that. Like partnering with like other like brands and stuff that like aren't make more sense to me. Yeah. Um, and like having conversations that way. So it's like, you know, I get a portion of the sales for the people that buy the product. So they get into the thing. I'm just like thinking about like, tiered ways to be interactive without being in the same room especially because of covid right which actually i like more <laughs> so i'm like i don't really want to be like in the mix i've never been yeah. a person that wants to be like in the mix yeah um so like and that doing that for each song like creating some sort of experience that people can be a part of yeah uh so that they can feel like inspired by the message and yeah. like you know um, and then like also like videos and stuff like that, like visuals and stuff like that. So I'm just like breaking it all down and like, I don't have a timeline yet, probably after I have the baby, which will be one well, June, March 30th. So like maybe like May, yeah. that means I have to shoot so much shit, like come January and I'm, I'm have to pay for everything or figure out how I'm going to pay for everything, which is a whole other thing. So I'm like, okay, here's my first, let me just not think about budget. (laughs) Let me just think about the concepts. Yeah. And then I can go to people and be like, how can I like get people to to sponsor or donate or whatever it is? Because once the vision's like more clear, but that shit takes like a lot of time. I have like 10 songs on the thing. So yeah. So that's what I'm doing right now. Got it. Um, trying to like flesh all of that out and then 
be able to hand it to my manager or like other people so that they can be like, oh, I can help you with this or I can fill this out, blah, blah. But I really believe in doing like 90% of the work before you like ask for, for shit. Well, it's, it, I feel like then you're, you're coming, you're coming with something. <laughs> you're not coming like, Hey, help me vague. Idea. Yeah. 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 Cause like ideating is such like a, and I don't want people to come to me when they haven't done most of the work. So I'm like, if I can just like plug something for you, like I'm happy to do that, but I don't want to like sit with you and like help yeah. you figure it out. Yeah. I have, do that for myself. <laughs> I have a friend, um, his name's Aaron. He's in a, an acapella group called Duende and they're, Actually, they have a really amazing album coming out. Like, it doesn't sound like acapella, and it's like, cool. it's incredible. Um, but he's brilliant, and I sat down with him, and he showed me Logic, and he took something that I recorded acapella, and he like put a bunch of sh- like music under it, and I was like, what? Oh, and like he kind of just poked holes in my knowledge and told me go learn a whole bunch of stuff, and then try something, and then when you have something, send it to me, and then I'll whatever. So that happened yesterday. I gave him you know, like, here's something that I did. He's like, remove the progression. I can't hear anything. And I'm like, okay, here it is. And now I'm like, waiting. But like, yeah. I didn't, I, I think he made a really clear ask that I not just, you know, come and say, help me, but actually mm-hmm. bring something to the table. And then he totally. can work with me on it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, but then you get, cause then you get, so when you have the right person, like they know what to do with it. Right. Because I don't know what to do with it yet. It's like, we have to make this into something that someone knows what, what to do with, which is like, right? Maybe it's never going to be that. How, like, how is it for you choosing partners to work with? Uh, well, my manager and I were friends, and she's like younger than me, and she's Danish, and I always knew I wanted a girl manager, mm-hmm. and I was like managing myself for like a while which was like exhausting, but also like learn, I learned a lot. I bet. Uh, so now I'm like co-managing myself basically. Me and her started like a little boutique like management company. So oh. like we co-manage me. So like I give 20% to the company, but then because I'm half of the company, I get my 10% back. Right. Um, but then we co-manage Ava, we co-manage another group, which mostly like I'm mostly doing Ava stuff. And then she mostly does the other group stuff because they're Danish and she's yeah. also Danish. It's a whole different market. Like, a, you know, it's just like, you could be like a huge, like Danish music star and like no one else knows who you are in the world. But like in Denmark, you're like. Every once in a while I stumble upon those people. Yeah. Somewhere and I'm like, where did you totally. How do I pronounce yeah, your name? And I have to go like. Totally. But I love finding that music. Yeah. So it's like, there's so many different music markets out there. It's like, she's more on the marketing side and like understands that I'm learning about it, but I'm also like more on the creative side yeah. and like the branding side. Um, so we make a great like team, but that happened kind of out of the blue and like the beginning of, was that like 2019? I think it was the beginning of 2019. She like, called me I feel like I recorded it but I think I didn't have the sound on like an idiot but like she called me and she was like okay so I was doing some like soul searching and I want to start because she was at a label which is like soul crushing in a lot of ways for but um so she's like I really want to like start focusing on like artists that I really really believe in which is like a very short list she's like but you're on that list and then she was like flying out for the Grammys um from London because she's based in London 
And so I met her and then I played her my EP, which I released last year and I played her that. And I was like, I already have like a plan of like when I want things to come out and like when I want to shoot everything. Like I have, shoot, maybe, I, maybe I already shot something at that point. I don't know. I worked on that all 2018. Again, it's like you do all your shit like the year before and then you like release it the year after. And it's not just like, I mean, if you have like the team that like label people have, which they're all taking a cut of your shit right. so just then you can it out quickly. yeah then you can be like i have an idea they're like amazing here's this person blah 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 blah, blah, blah. And you're, to be your own yeah i mean it's great to have that but also like you don't own any of your stuff right right so it's like you know trade-offs yeah yeah trade-off between like do i do my art or do i pander yeah and, yeah because and, then they have a say and they can be like oh well we like this so we don't want to put any marketing budget behind it because like it's not we don't believe it's marketable it's like I didn't ask you it's like well actually like we own your shit so and, and you're they're like, probably Gosh. wrong too I mean <laughs> like historically I hear I've heard so many stories of people being completely wrong about what was marketable totally so, like who the fuck are you yeah but they're like looking at TikTok they're looking at YouTube and they're looking at these like baseline things like this is just gonna like make money and it's like but and it's like that's you know capitalism and blah 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 it's just they're like, not willing to gamble the life out of everything yeah. yeah or like create something interesting they're just like let's create something profitable yeah and it's a it's a quality or quantity type of thing I think yeah it's like very manuf manufactured and stuff like that yes but I sat with her and like played it and she was like I want to work on this with you so then like we started working last year and it was like super amazing like she's super smart we have a great time together um She's also like very strong so like we can like I won't steamroll her because I can just be like I don't want that or whatever but and then people will be like okay yeah but then she can be like okay hear me out hear me out and then like right. we can do that and same it's nice to be like two strong people that don't get offended but can still be like that's necessary totally I mean I think they probably the worst movies that were ever made it's because there was a bunch of people with no backbone on set yeah you could tell each other no and so it just got bad and nobody had the tits to say anything exactly it's like a bunch of yes people which like yeah. I don't do well with either which I wouldn't do well with anyway like I probably wouldn't even want to work with her if she was like a yes person right, right. but I really wanted like this dynamic and you know it's like even when I was dating I was like I know the dynamic that I want right. but I know that like that is hard to find because like I'm crazy and like unapologetically nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need someone who can meet your energy. Yeah, but also like can see it and be like, okay, I understand this. But can also like be like, no, Stella. Right. Right. And be like, you're seeing me. <laughs> yeah, but like that's how Justin and I are with each other. And so, uh, like every once in a while, it's it's on a day where I'm just like not. I'm not here for it right now. Yeah. Like he like takes me on and I'm like, I don't want to be taken on right now. Like, I just yeah. want you to be like trophy husband or something, you know, like I want you to be stupid. Can you just be like a stupid hot guy? Like <laughs> just be there, just exist near me. We'll have sex. It'll be great. And then I'm like, I would never, I wouldn't survive a day in that marriage, mm -mm. you know, with someone who doesn't challenge me. So I have to remind myself, no, this is actually what you want. You want yeah. this guy who's going to be your partner, not your like yeah. doormat. Yeah, exactly. Doormats are not hot. Unless you're oh. into it. 
<laughs> unless you're into that, unless that's what you're looking for in life. And if you're really queer, they're not to me. I'll say no, that's not to me. So they're not hot to me either. My um, I just hired this girl, Cassidy Crawford, to help me um scale my business, and she is no bullshit. And I I love it. Like there's I can name now, there's only really like four people in my life who are no bullshit with me. And it's her, my therapist, my coach, and my husband. <laughs> like everyone else has at least a lilt of like well I don't want to hurt your feelings but I'm like I have no feelings like, <laughs> tell me the truth I feel nothing when you <laughs> when you come at me like that I might have a reaction oh no you know like yeah. but but I I think that's a sign of respect totally to just like bring it and then I'm like that with people and they're like wow you're really direct and I'm like and totally totally so direct I'm always like, like, prove me wrong. Like, I'm not saying like, make me feel like shit, but I'm like, show me that what I'm thinking is, or there's a better way than what I'm thinking. Right. It's like, I really operate off of like logic. Yeah. And like common sense. And like, I'm not super emotional, which sometimes makes people feel like I'm being like cold yeah. or like blunt or like sometimes like brutal, but I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to waste any time. I just want to like get to it so we can like keep it moving and like move forward and continue to be productive. Right. But I also want that back. Yes. But I can also tell if someone's like being a hater. I'm like, okay, thank you for that. I'll like log that away. But you know, okay. if someone's like, no, really, like I see what you're saying, but like this, I feel like could be like even more like impactful if you did this. And I'd be like, okay, I see Good that. Point. Your point. I'll totally. I'll uh, I'll marinate. Totally. <laughs> And it marinates and sometimes it's a really great idea. Totally. And like those, those are the best discussions. Like Eve is always like, points were made, points were made. <laughs> she always says that. It's so funny. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so what is the message of the new album? I know it's in flux, but where is it? Oh right no, now? I've had it since like 2017. So I oh, got it. Yeah. I know. And that's why like, I'm also teaching Ava. I'm like, listen, I've had things that I've been working on since 2017 and I haven't put them out yet because they're special yeah. and I put them out properly and yeah. I'm not going to rush it. Yeah. So like, cause when she's like, but, 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 you know, cause she's 20. So she was like, yeah, she wants to do it. Yeah. And she's like, this TikTok girl had like this many views on the thing. And I'm like, but she's not good. <laughs> like, do you want to do that? I can't even help you do that. I don't know how to help you. Um, I don't know how to but, make it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to make you a TikTok girl. Like, if you want that, like, I could probably try to point you in the right direction, but, like, it's not me. Like, I don't have it in me. And, um, and you love TikTok. Like, totally. you, you're the one who, who got me on TikTok. Yeah, but I don't watch it for that shit. But, I watch it for, like, the right, dog and, like, the hilarious yeah. shit. Yeah. I don't watch it for, like, the weird dancing. With the music? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Today, that was a girl uh, uh, doing it with Mickey Mouse in an American Eagle ad. American Eagle, Disney, Addison Ray, I think that's her name. Um, and they're like, Mickey is doing the TikTok dance next to her. And I put it on my Twitter. I was like, Mickey is TikTok dancing and everything is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so upset. A weird world. I'm just like, so no, no, this is wrong. This is not okay. This doesn't yeah. mean anything. It does. Um, but this project is called Distant. And it's like kind of a perfect thing. I remember when I told my dad about it, like in 2017, when I had the idea for it. And like in 2017 also, like I 
me and my husband were dating 2015 to like the very beginning of 2017. Mm-hmm. He was 22 when we met and I was 30. So it was like, obviously I was like, okay, like he's probably going to need to like be a 20 young 20 year old idiot. And I don't really want to be part of it. I already did that. I need to like do that again or like watch you do it and be like very like not attracted to you. So, <laughs> so, but I also was like sad. So we like broke up. It's like very heartbreaking time for me. Cause I was like, I knew that he was my person. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, why is this happening right now? But I'm, still like had faith that like I was like if it was supposed to be it would be happening but it still doesn't it is, it's gonna, yeah no um so I was like walking that line very unhealthily for like <laughs> two years um but <laughs> I was still walking though I wasn't yeah. laying down um but I so I was kind of like oh and I'd been to break- breakups before so I had like breakup training of being like okay like that didn't work out this was different because like I knew what I wanted other ones I was like I knew it was wrong then eventually I just like accepted it Hmm. but this one it was like this could be like a thing and like is there am I gonna find anything that feels like this yeah I'm like I don't know I'm just like I'm so like picky and like (laughs) not needy (laughs) <laughs> then I'm like am I ever gonna find anyone that's gonna like be okay with that right but um it allowed me to focus much on my work and this concept of like zooming out from things and like letting go which is different from like running away because like letting go means like you like trust that something's gonna that everything's gonna be okay Whereas like running away is like you just kind of like avoiding something. Giving up. Yeah. Uh, When it's like still going to be there all all the time. So, uh, and then I I told my dad about the name. I was like, yeah, it's going to be called Distant. And he was like, why would you call it that? Like, you're such like not a distant person. And like, you're so like bright and like blah, blah, blah. What he was saying, I mean, not like blah, blah, blah. But he was like, you know, being nice forever. But, and then I was like, yeah, but you're thinking it's a bad thing to be able to like let go and like trust that like things are unfolding in a way that is supposed to be happening and you just like don't see it yet. And just to kind of like go with it. And um, like that ability to zoom out always actually gives you like a better view of like what's going on then if you just like stay like attached to like your narrative and you're just like, you know, like on, I just picture like being, I like wrote a song where I'm like sitting on the edge of the moon or whatever. And like, that's how far out I am. And it's like, when you sit and you like watch like Paul's obsessed with like this like one strange rock thing on National Geographic, which is like on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. It's about like the universe and also like earth, but like also like the universe. And it just like makes you feel really small and it makes you think about like these dumb things that like are very like terrestrial like human not even terrestrial but that's like human shit like tiktok blah 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 like likes like whatever and it's just like this shit doesn't fucking matter like there's like vast space like all around oh shit sorry um like all around us yeah and like we're just like a speck 
and like you're worried about like if your ass is big enough it's like how is this like how 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 so I'm just like that ability to zoom out makes the picture so much more clear when you do zoom back in because obviously you're we live here we're human we can't just like be living out here all the time right you need you need the, the ability to pull back and then also the ability to be here totally so like that is the concept underneath wow. like all the songs that I've been writing for it so it's just like that with yourself that with relationships it's like when like I have a song called like eternal sunshine which I wrote when it's like about like when you want to get distance but you can't it's like I was like thinking about someone or like probably him but like I don't know the idea was like I was thinking about something so much I like wanted to stop thinking about it yeah it's like when you want to get distance and you can't have it so it's like all those kinds of like different relationships with that I really Um, want to hear that one (laughs) (laughs) I've had experience many times yeah my brain on this I I don't want to think about it anymore I want want it out yeah and you're like I don't even care anymore but like why do I keep like thinking about it like why is it like and I very much had that experience like with like my now husband but like when we weren't together I was like it was like every day I was like thinking your brain's in a loop yeah and I was like what the fuck I was like this is so annoying and like I like tried everything to like not do that and I was just like this is crazy but then you know when we did meet up again which he like had reached out after like almost two years and I hadn't told anyone like that I was like going through this because I didn't want to give it any more energy oh 100% internally I was like I don't need to like bring this to life anymore than it's already like living and I don't want to be you know I'm not one of those like people that's like hung up on like their ex or whatever so I was like just bury it <laughs> um uh so but when I met up with him I was like look I have to just like tell you this because like it only makes sense to tell you this thing which is that like I really feel like you're my person and if you don't feel that way then I can like just be like okay this is just like a thing that someone was like caught up in and she just like move on from but I really feel like this connection with you and if you also feel it then like we should probably like maybe take a second and like explore that yeah maybe not even together but like because I was like I don't want to like jump into anything but I was like I just feel this right now and I can't telling anyone else makes no sense I have to just tell you this is how I feel and like so and I'm like so good good to see you after like, <laughs> it's just a light combo for you yeah know, but it was like I had to do it because I because I'm just like I had I knew when and where to speak on it yeah you know and then of course like a couple months later he was like yeah and like the stories that he had about me like and like the random connections that kept like coming up for him when we weren't together was just like you know the universe was like come on you're supposed to be a child go yeah or just like don't forget don't forget don't forget or whatever you know and it was just happening for both of us in different ways um and that's just just like you have to just listen to that you know um but I think that the distance that we had between each other also like now especially 
you know, two years is kind of a long time. So like yeah. not be with someone and like, not like not be with them. Like we talked, it was like radio silence because I'm not the kind of person that can be like, happen, happen. Be, like hooked up again. Like I was like, no, like you're kind of like dead to me. So, so it was actual, like complete and total nothing. So I could live a life completely without this person and be like, is this the best thing? Or do I like, really miss that presence? Yeah. Um, so we had the opportunity to like really experience what it's like to not be with each other. Yeah. And then now it's like, okay, yeah, this is like my person. I would never, we already did that. Or you did the like, I'm not with you. Right. You know? I um, think it's cool because you get to choose it from a different place. Yeah. After that, mm-hmm. it's not just like, well, this is the next right thing. So I'm just going to do it like from an yeah. automatic place, which is where most people choose relationships and babies and everything. It's like, okay, this. Totally. totally. It's just like so odd. Not odd. It's just like, if I'm, if I'm stuck in something that I don't want to be in anymore, I'm like, a pain in the ass <laughs> to be around <laughs> for myself, for the other person. Like, it's just like not an enjoyable experience for like anybody involved. Mm-hmm. So I just, it takes me a lot to, I have to be like fully committed to something and know that I'll be fully committed in six months or in like a year. Like I'm still gonna like, it's like taking on like a music project and like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I love this shit, I'll do it. Like thinking about, all the time I have to put into this album, like that doesn't make me not excited. But before we left, we were thinking about buying a house or like a property in New York. And, but then it was like, that was just like such a shit. It was just like so much work. And I was pregnant already. And I was like, yeah, no, this doesn't seem like something I'm gonna wanna be. Like, if you keep being like, you have to do this, Sally, you, you have to, you know, sign off on this and like you have to make sure blah 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 I'm gonna be like I don't want to do this anymore I yeah. knew it then nothing so, came out here you seem to have a really great relationship with your intuition have you always been like that I think so yeah but I was like an avoider person for a little bit like, I was like trying to make things work when like they obviously weren't working mm. and then I think like right in like 2013, I was like dating this guy, which was like, there was no point in me dating. I mean, obviously there was because I dated him. So like there was a point or whatever, but like, and he also did music. So like, and really like got me into doing music mostly because I was like, I think I might better, be better than you at this. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I could do this like better than you, but so I'm gonna try it. <laughs> so, but like, there was no, that was like the reason that we were together was like light that fire in myself. And I understand that it wasn't like. Meant to be. Yeah, no, but I had been in another relationship before that. And I was like sad about him. So like literally the day after I broke up, I like got with this other guy just to like not feel like pain or whatever. So like in that way, I was like being dumb and like not listening. Yeah. But then, not dumb, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm talking about myself. So I can call myself dumb. <laughs> I'm not saying you're dumb for not doing it. I'm saying I'm dumb. But then, like, once I realized that it was like really not working, and I was like, I like ended it. And 
he went and like started dating someone like days after that never feels good and like put it on instagram and like blah blah blah. and also like he had a daughter who was like living with us and who i was like taking care of a lot and i was just kind of like why are you acting like i was the problem like you've always been the problem and now you're Mm -hmm. being like i'm happy now with this new person and i'm like you know what if i left me i would probably have to go find someone fast too so like I love that reframe and I hope a lot of people listening to it just take that and just apply it. To yeah, like if I lost me, I'd probably be like trying to like figure out how to like pull my life back together also. So like you do you. But and also like that. Choice. Like people make that choice and then realize afterwards, well, that was stupid. And then yeah. go do weird things. Yeah, but it was one of those things where like it wasn't a match. Like we weren't going to the same places. Like he still probably lives like, in the same house like with his mom like or close by and I was like I was never not that I think anything wrong with that that just was never gonna be it's my not your vibe at all yeah and it was just kind of like stop trying to make fetch happen mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like stop like it's not you just got me never, <laughs> <laughs> never gonna happen like not so like but then and that was like a really painful year for me of like being single or like a year and a half no like no well, we, I was single for like almost two years but the first like year it yeah. was like very painful especially because I was like no I'm not gonna go try to like date anybody I'm not gonna talk to anybody like I'm, I'm gonna focus on my music and like be in the studio and like whatever and I was like I'm gonna do like the hard thing or whatever actually and be then, with it yeah that I've been avoiding doing f- for however many years now which granted I was still like in my late 20s so it was like your 20s or like your dumb years or whatever where you think you're being smart but you're not being smart we were friends that's when we were hanging out but it's like you're you're still like figuring out like yeah. what is happening so um I was and then uh an engineer friend I have in in Brooklyn um he has this he calls it like you have to just cry once he's like just cry once and then like which I love so it was like I did the thing I was like I'm just gonna cry once and like make it hard and uncomfortable for a little bit until like I get through this time and then like a year and a half or two years later I met like Paul and then I really feel like because I had done so much work on my career during that time when Paul and I broke up I didn't have like nothing to fall back on because like before I had no music that's so important I think like people are staying in relationships because they don't have anything going on for themselves yeah oh my god like so important this relationship it's because you don't have you haven't you have nothing that like if if something drains you it's also going to start draining this other part of you like you don't have anything you've like put your like blood sweat and tears into I already had that so at that point when like me and Paul broke up because I had done so much work on my career and like my creative self and like me as like an artist, even though I was in pain, I could still be like, word, I have, I'm going to South by Southwest. Like I'm still doing all these shows. Like I'm still, I have like a bunch of shit to do, which allowed me to like, and it wasn't like I was like trying to make it happen. It was like already, things were already like lined up because I'd done the work. So right. I had to like, show up and like be there for them, which kept me in the moment of like 
delivering it at those times instead of thinking like about what was going on. Like, I feel, I feel like um, one of the things I like about uh, being a coach and I want to talk about how it gets in the way of creative work too. But like one of the things I like about it is that I don't have time to fall apart. Yeah. I don't, I got too many people relying on me. And, uh, and if I'm not good, if I'm not good with me, if I'm not good with my husband, um, my family, you know, like if anything's out, I can't coach people. So I'm like super vigilant about this and this. That's my head mm. for people who are not watching a video. Uh, it's got to be good. It's, it's all got, I have a therapist, I got a spiritual healer, like, you know, I've got multiple people on my team because there's no time. And, and I think a lot of people are like, I just can't get the drive and motivation to keep going. And it's like, well, you got to have something at risk. You got to have something that you're committed to or else, yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't get up today. You're right. Totally. Totally. And like, what is it? I'm on a call. (laughs) Hi, Paul. Paul's in here. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, get out. I love you. (laughs) What did he bring you? Okay, this is another random funny thing. So I have to like, my mom, I'm going to Kauai to visit my dad for like a month. Mm-hmm. Or like a couple, not a month, but like a couple weeks. Because I'm not going to be able to fly after that. And I also like wasn't with my family much during like all of COVID. Right. So he ha- he's like staying there. And my mom was like, you can go, obviously, because I'm like a grown person. But she's like, I'm not going to like walk keep your dog here Mm -hmm. and it's a fucking bitch to get your fucking dog into hawaii yeah didn't know that i didn't know know. so like because they have like no rabies on the island or whatever so you like send in all these things like you have to microchip them you have to like send in like rabies antibodies from like texas it's almost like been a fucking nightmare (laughs) i've been like dealing with that and i was like i just assumed that I didn't send everything in time. I wasn't get my permit, but I just got my permit. Yay. Congratulations. Now your little doodle can go. Now she can go to Hawaii, my Diana. Okay, this is like the dumbest thing that ever happened that I even just said that. Okay, my dog can go to Hawaii. It's like, what is happening? Do you go off? Well, obviously like not COVID, but in general, do you go to Hawaii a lot? Mm -mm. My dad just started going there um, to Kauai. Which is like I feel like the best island. It's the less, it's the least pop, uh, populated. Yeah. Um, there's not like rows and rows and rows and rows of hotels. Like oh you're my gosh, Waikiki is Times Square on the beach, and there's like no scuba, like snorkel, like cadm. There's like nothing. It's just like yeah, there's like one hotel. Like maybe it's like a couple hotels, but they're like spread out, and it's just like jungle. Yeah, that's um, yeah i've only been to oahu once yeah Kauai is amazing so that's happening next week oh my god i was like i was like get out and i'm like oh thanks get out still (laughs) um i forgot what i was saying after that before that sorry i don't know we were just talking about how you were saying about how coaching does sometimes get in the way of your creative stuff yeah i mean absolutely and everything does i i uh you know, so when the other the other day when you messaged me, um, when I started the breakup with your bullshit thing, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I did that kind of thing once, or I tried to do like a push, and then I decided to stop because it's in the way of my music. And I'm like, 
I, I'm, I'm always like, I hear that. And I, and I agree with you that um, doing so many different things keeps me from getting really focused on one. Absolutely. I also, I have a hard time rec reconciling it because um, I'm like the way I've set it up is I'm trying to learn how to juggle being a mom, being a coach, being a writer, being a musician. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I think what I've come to is that all my creative work is just going to go slower. It's going to go a lot fucking slower because there's just not like I dedicate weekly time to it, but I don't dedicate daily time to sure. anything, you know? And so I've, I've actually cut out a lot of projects at this point. Like when I first started in coaching, my coach was like, okay, so what are your four projects that you want to work on? And I was like, I have 12. And she was like, you have four. What yeah. And that, even that, like it, it's taken me until, until like probably one year ago, I finally was like, okay, I have three. Right. So now I'm like three, three. Let's see how this is. Good. Well, especially because if I just did music, I, I wouldn't be able to pay bills, at, you know, at the moment. Like, um, and I also just fucking love coaching. Like, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love with people one-on-one. -on -one. I love this group that I started. It's so much fun. And I can, like, because you said that to me, sometimes I'm like, how would I spend my day if all I was doing was music? And would I enjoy that? Well, I think it also goes to, like, you're saying you love it. Like, I didn't love it. Right, right, like, right. Like, right. shut up. Like, just fucking do it. Stop. Why do I have to keep? And I was like, you know what? The amount of annoyance that I'm feeling towards you, I could also be feeling towards myself. Totally. Not what I want to be doing. So I'm just going to do that. But that's different. Like, I didn't love it. Like, if you love it, like, you should be doing the things that you love. And it's obviously not going to look the same. I just thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that was like my last hurrah with like right. coaching with me being like, okay, let me try to coach creatives. And I was like, but you're not even a real creative. Like, shut up. Yeah. And you first but like that was like what I really wanted to be doing and I had to like, get honest with myself about that yeah but I just like brought that up for you because I was like I tried that and it didn't really work out for me <laughs> I was yeah. just like, well it does it triggered it triggered me so there's like something in it you know I mean maybe eventually you'll have like five clients and then everything else you know, will be like all music but you know what I'm saying who knows what it'll look like here's my end game is I keep doing the, so I'm also a senior leader in a coach training program. So I train coaches, which I still love. I still love doing this. It's really fun. Um, I'm very good at it. And um, I'm the youngest senior leader in the company. There's only nine leaders. Like most people don't get through sure. to this, this place where I get to have my own program. Nobody's my boss. Like I'm, it's my program um, and really amazing people do it. And it's like, that's really cool. And right now my, my plan with this, with this company accomplishment coaching is that I'm going to stay until the CEO tells me you got to go. Cause there's too much waiting out there for you. Like get out of here, which I actually really trust him that if I got to some point where there was so much going on, he would kick me out. You know, <laughs> like pick yourself out first. I might, but <laughs> I might, but I, I don't think I've created enough, um, around me yet I think I'm still like we haven't bought a house yet I want to have another baby like there's all these things so I'm just trying to like get clear on where I am in the landscape of my story and okay. just be okay. here if it makes sense it'll make sense right exactly so and and I, I don't think I'll be you know a, a leader in the company forever nor do the other leaders think that I will be a leader like they're not stupid mm -hmm. you know you're not you're not here forever you're not gonna like right. do this um and yeah, I, I don't think I will, but um, I also for a long time wasn't even building my thing. And just like in August, I challenged myself to write a song every week and write a chapter of fiction every week. And I have done it every single week. 
and it and it's been painful and it's been difficult and it's like well I'm not inspired today but this is the only fucking three hours that I have so I better get inspired and mm-hmm. do the thing mm-hmm. um and some of it's good and some of it's not good and you know it's like at least I'm doing something totally. you know so right now I'm really happy with that and I could totally foresee a, a time when I'm not doing so much work but I haven't laid the the foundation for that yet and it's like starting to happen now which is really nice yeah sick but I definitely see well not both again before COVID I would like see videos of you performing places and I'm like I want to do that I'm so jealous oh my god I want to do that like I just want to be on a stage in a room of people that are there to hear me and sing yeah yeah I want to do that more too but that shit costs money (laughs) right (laughs) Like I oh, want. Like, how could I do it online? Like, how could I recreate something that's actually satisfying on the internet? You could. I, I've been thinking of. I've had like a couple, like you know, like shoot like, a, like videos, but like live videos, not like music videos. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that's nice about when you're signed, even though you, this is all coming out of your pocket. Yeah. But is that like, you know, you can go, you can have like six days of rehearsal for like a month. Mm. Like that is so fucking expensive Like to pay every single person in that room, pay for the rehearsal space, who knows how big your set's going to be to pay for like any sort of like uh, stage, like design or set design or whatever. Like if you want to really do it well, that should cost hella money. But I feel like, you know, I've definitely put in my time in the studio. So it's like that to me, like, you know, that's like $45, $50, $40 an hour, which I've been able to like do. Um, but that feels like the thing that I want to really dive into to like bring my music to the next level mm. and like a live from a live standpoint. Um, like I would love to just like, cause I'm, I'm like, you know, I have to be immersed in it. So like I can go to the studio yeah. every day for like a year and like, you know, the 10,000 hours, even though that's not even that many hours, it's like three months or something like that, um, which is like nothing. But, you know, I feel like I got my chops now when it comes to like being a like producer, like being an A&R person for myself, like yeah. being a writer, like knowing what I want to hear in a studio I'm good at that now because I put so much time into it and I'm like now I wish I could put all that time into like going to like band rehearsal every 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 day or like six days like literally six days a week for like five hours yeah like that sounds like something I because I'm like I know I'll just get really fucking good at it right like get so comfortable and then I'll be like I know what I want to hear I know what I want to like change like this is how the song is in the studio but then I want to like bring it to life and this way on stage like I would love to really dive into that but that costs a shit ton of fucking money <laughs> so um you know so then I have to I'm just like trying to get creative like that's another part of like trying to create this vision for next for my album next year is like I want to incorporate some of that I'll probably like shoot videos of us like performing maybe instead of like having performances, maybe one performance, but you know, cause of COVID it would be like su- super intimate, which I like anyway, Yeah. but still like, you know, production costs a lot of money, like producing events yeah. costs a lot of money. So I'm just like, how can I 
partner with people, partner with event spaces, like partner with things so that I can get those covered. Yeah. Um, but I have to have a vision first. 100%. So, you can't make a plan without a vision. No. So that's what I'm like. But you're so scrappy. I just feel like whenever you have the vision, it'll occur. Like even just this, the few things you're saying, like, oh yeah, wine tastings, what could I do that would make sense for me? And then like, you know, get this thing paid for, get that thing paid for and get to do the fun thing that I want to do. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God, last year, literally a, a year ago yesterday, I had like an EP release party mm-hmm. and I'd been to like release parties before. And I felt like, I mean, they were like label ones and it was like open bar, which people that's like makes you want to go. And then like they would like play the music over the speakers but then you couldn't tell if it was like the dj playing music or like the actual artist and it's just kind of confusing and like no one really cared everyone was just there to like there's no context there was nothing like, oh we're doing like a rooftop bar in new york city and like it's open bar and it's like through interscope and everyone's like i want to go but who cares who the fucking artist is you know so whoever put it together just thought Oh, it's like TikTok. Here's the it, it's it's the same sort of exactly. energy. This will yeah, work. All coming out of the artist's pocket. And I'm like, that's so annoying. But, <sighs> but they're like, we're gonna spend a lot of money on this party for you, which actually you're paying for. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, what? Um, but then I had this idea like last year, I was like, I went to this place in East Village called Joyface. Mm-hmm. It's a bar. It's like looks like a 70s like living room with a bunch of couches. They have like pictures over the wall, like they have a water bed, like a fireplace. It's yeah. like super small. It's not like too small, but it's like small enough. I have a little raised area that like could be a stage. Yeah. And I was like, this place is amazing. I I fig- I found it through a friend of mine. I was like, this is like very much like the vibe of like what I want it to be like. Like everyone can just sit on the couches, whatever. And then I was like, I want to have like goodie bags ish giving them like rolling paper like things have to do with like smoking weed yeah. and like you just like eat pizza like i'll pay for the open i'm happy to pay for the open bar to like have to like reserve the space for like two hours yeah. yeah yeah and then so my friend was like okay like i'll just why don't you just ask like williamsburg pizza to like just pay for like i think i got like 20 pizzas or something like that 20 pizzas um and then this company called Sackville, which is run by two girls. It's a weed company. But they'd be like really cool, like grinders and like cute papers and like the cones you can like uh, fill with weed or whatever. That's awesome. And then they ended up donating like two pounds of CBD weed. So it looked like weed and smelled like weed. It would like came in these like fucking things that looked like we were like drug dealers. <laughs> And like Paul went to go pick them up from her house. And he just like came home. He's like fucking like she got a few kilos. Just we, <laughs> but it was all CBD. Wow. And I was like, and, and she's like, yeah, I think you should have like a rolling station. So it was like there was like they put like a table in there. And they covered it with paper, like all these papers you get like and like cones and stuff. And they just like put like a big bowl of like weed. It looked like weed smelled like weed, but it was like CBD. But and it's smokable cbd yeah wow so so they put like a big bowl there like filled it whatever there was like free pizza there was like free joint rolling 
and then there was just like want like the cool DJ that I had gotten. And I actually was like, this seems like my kind of like event. And it was like the funnest thing that like ever happened. I almost I feel like I saw you <laughs> talking about it and almost went, but like I couldn't or something. So I would have loved that. Fun. And the, and the and the people at the bar because obviously people were being idiots and they like started like lighting up the joint inside and it was like no you're not supposed to smoke them inside like it's still like not legal to smoke inside even like, though like, with you yeah I was like you could just stand outside yeah and like come back in it was like private so like no one else okay, had space there but um, even then like I was like I'm so sorry they're like it's fine it's fine like the owners were like it's fine we're having a great time like, this is oh my really god it's awesome everyone's so chilled like, out and they love their pizza they're like thanks for the pizza I was like pizza open bar a fucking joint rolling station and like I sang like songs uh. and I just like I was like I was like because I was like what I hate I don't like to go to parties I don't right. like any of the parties I've ever been to so like if I was gonna throw a party how would I throw it like what I want to do and I was like, this is all very me. And then I just like asked my friend and she was like, oh, here's this, here's that, here's this. Like, and she even came and like was in charge of like the the rolling bar. She's like, yeah, I'm just gonna come and like sit here. I'm like, just make sure everyone like, knows what they're doing. She's like volunteered. And it was just like, so sweet and amazing. When it's, when it's good and right, there's just, it's so easy. Yeah. And everything ends up flowing and people are like, yeah, I'll help you. And things just fall into place. And I think like the theme I keep noticing is that the industry's bullshit and you're working on just like being part of it without being part of it. And by bringing like, what do I like? What do I like? Which honestly, I think everyone needs to be doing that. Like if everyone just revolted against the system and was like, no, no, I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to be okay if it doesn't do as well as Mickey Mouse dancing on TikTok. Like I'm just going to love my shit. Totally. so much which like the, as a mom also we need to talk about that but like as a mom I'm just like I'm gonna raise my kid how I want to raise my kid and that's mm-hmm. that totally. and I don't even read parenting books and like maybe it would help me but I I just use my intuition same thing with pregnancy I never read a pregnancy book I was just like how do I feel what do I think I want and need yeah Justin's very much like that too he's like just listen to your intuition and if your intuition yeah. wants to eat french fries eat french fries like totally. relax totally and I feel like that too like my, I'm so like, and now my body is like talking to me all the time. So like, for some reason, not for some reason, obviously, because I'm pregnant, I'm like, for some reason, but because I'm pregnant, like I can't eat dairy. I've never had like a dairy intolerance ever. Wow. Like, no, I, like I get like this like insane, like sledgehammer, like migraine wow. whenever I eat it. And so now I haven't been able to eat it, but it took me like two seconds to figure it out. Right. Like, oh, it's that. Okay. Because I actually had the reverse. I could eat dairy when I was pregnant. Oh, I really? Eat it at all. And as soon as I was pregnant, I wanted pizza. And I'm like walking down the street and in like Chelsea. I'm like, I guess I'm getting pizza. And you were fine. And I was fine. I was fine my entire pregnancy. Any dairy, I was fine. That's amazing. Yeah. The that. body is crazy. Yeah, but it's like, and I was talking to my god sister, who's like a, she's a doula. And she had this like class um, that she was taking on like women who suffered like through trauma, mm. which thankfully I have not, but like every single other girl I know has. <laughs> so, um, uh, and she was saying that women who 
have dealt with some sort of trauma, like physical, like sexual, whatever in their life, usually had like longer labors. And I was like, well, that makes sense because like you, like if you had trauma when you were younger, your intuition, which is like bad, wrong, no. Yeah, protecting you. It, yeah, is so loud and uncomfortable and you don't know how to deal with it that you start to do coping mechanisms to make it be quiet. Which slows you down. Yeah. So that when you become older and your body, you have to relearn to listen to that because you've spent most of your life not listening to it, trying not to listen to it. So of course, like, you know, for me, I'm like this, I feel this, like this is happening right now. Cause I, you know, I'm just like, I will speak on it. A lot of women I know, they're like, I shouldn't, is that really happening? And I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I'm like, I don't fucking give a shit. It's a big deal. I'm just like, this is what's happening. And you need to help me. Like, I'm just like, I can, if I feel it, I'm saying it. But like the time in between, like where people feel it and or women feel it and say it becomes longer when you've, for good reason, had to quiet that part of yourself. That makes a lot of sense. Life. I've actually like, I really, I think um, if it wasn't for Justin, I would have judged myself a lot more during my pregnancy. Cause that like what you just said, I'm like, yeah, I do that. Like I literally let um, I, like, I'll let something go on that doesn't feel good for way longer than most people would think I would. Cause I, I'm like very, I come off very confident and whatever, but I do have this mechanism where I just turn off my feelings completely. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just deal with it. I'll just deal with it. And there's so many people around me now that are like pointing it out or being like, Hey, how come you're, how come you're putting up with that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so like, what? You see that too? I yeah. Just thought- oh my gosh. <laughs> Noticed. Oh God. Like, but that's why I need so many people around me is like, like they can point things out that I are like in my blind spot and then I don't notice totally. and practicing, but I did hypnobirthing uh, and I didn't, I did a natural home birth. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm, not, I'm like I'm just want all my options available and drugs. <laughs> well, she had drugs with her just in case, okay. and the 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 hospital was only five minutes away, and I had a private ambulance on call. And like you know, when you do home birth, you like you have there's like a lot of parameters. There's a lot of rules. Yeah, yeah. You have to be like really good, healthy, perfect pregnancy, no problem at all. Like it, there's a lot of laws about having a home birth, so it was all good. But yeah, I mean, at first I was just performing for the people around. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll be like really serene. Watch this. And then it, I, it's like fake it till you make it. It worked. So then I, I like felt I, I had a very pleasurable labor experience because of this, which is not, not common. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get like a lot of that is, is I'm very fortunate that I didn't have a lot of health issues in my pregnancy and whatever, yeah. but um. It was like 11 and a half hours. I'll definitely do that again if I'm young enough. Cause again, there's like all laws about home birth. Oh really? Yeah. Cause your age, right? Yeah. I yeah. Was like, you look at sort of geriatric, like, is this, and I'm like, bitch, I'm 35. Like, relax. I'm 35. Yeah. We're the same age. So yeah. Like, well, like it, it starts to be, once you get over 35, it starts to be like risky and it's, there's different states have different laws about like what is totally. what a risky pregnancy or whatever. But I've also heard of women that are 40 that found people who are willing to do a home birth and were able to do it somewhere. So mm-hmm. it totally happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
I haven't even really thought about it. I just know I'm going to be in a hospital. It's like in Santa Monica. <laughs> but I, mean, it's, I think it's good not to think about it too much because when it gets closer, my experience was that um, the closer it got, the more scared I got and, you know, the more real it seemed and the more I needed to like meditate and like chill out about it and not, not freak out so much. Cause that's what, I think that's what creates a bad experience too, is if you totally. overhype it in your head, cause in actuality, our bodies know what to do and, totally. and we can, we can do it, you know, totally. like the adrenaline kicked in after a little bit and then I just stopped feeling pain. So it's like, but you got to get, you got to get through quite a hump. I will say where you get to that place so <laughs> but there's a if you ever want to talk about hypnobirthing it's it's basically meditation like it's basically like you, you learn some specific guided meditations and you practice them before the birth and then on the day you turn them on and you're like you know whatever the science is it like kicks sure. right in and then you go back to this calm state totally it's really nice oh boy I should probably start thinking about that well yeah, I'll wait till 2021. I mean, I honestly, I didn't start like really prepping until a month before. And even then I didn't really prep. And okay. didn't you like grow up meditating? Yeah, but I was never good at it. Oh, okay. Well, it might not be the path then, but. Um, first. They'd be like, sit in front of this thing. I'd be like. Fine. <laughs> Fine, God. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> we just watch the flame move. And I was like. I'd be like, maybe I can make it move my mind. I'd be like, <laughs> like try to like make it move with my mind. I'm like, is this meditating? Thinking? Hey, I, I think so. I mean, I would have, I would have uh, loved that. Five and an eight. So like, throw me a fucking bone, okay? <laughs> I think the fact that 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 was never part of my childhood is what made me want to do it. You know, like you want the thing that you didn't have, not the thing you did have. Usually, of course, of course. And like, Paul's really into meditating. Which maybe he has to do because of me, but <laughs> you're a handful. <laughs> I'm like, am I stressing you out? That's weird. <laughs> um, are you concerned about like um, how having the baby is going to impact all the stuff that you're up to? Um, not really. That's rad. Figure it out. Yeah. You know. I'm like, I'm just lucky because I'm like staying with my mom. She has a baby room. Like she has like a crib and a rocking chair and a changing room already because my brother has a son. Yeah. So like. You got help. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm doing it. I'm like so many of my friends have kids already. So I'm, I just, they're like, oh, here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah. And then, you know, I do want to do like shoots and stuff. And I'm kind of like, should I be pregnant for those or not pregnant for those? Like, can I do cheats and like whatever? But I'm also like, I don't really give a shit. I'll be like, yeah, I shot all this shit when I was fucking pregnant. Like, oh my God. that's kind of awesome. Wearing like a bikini, like crawling around on the ground. Like, that's not happening. Like, in any right. way. So it's right. like, you know, like the whole like, oh, we need to make it look like, I don't know, like the Beyonce thing. Everything's like perfect and like so like heavily produced and just like curated and just like I just like I can't right I'm not into that so I'm like let me just do it how I want to do it that feels natural like the most authentic so people feel like they're getting yeah it's going to be nice and polished but it's not going to be like fake or like 
fantasy necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I feel like there's probably certain songs where it would be perfect for you to be pregnant. Like, like it'll just make sense or something. Yeah, totally. Like I can, or I can just like shoot from the, you like, can also do that shoulders up or like, just depends on what the, what the message is. Right. Um, but I think with your attitude, like it's all that's that's me too. And I a lot of times people are like, that's really not relatable. I'm like, okay. Um, but I, my mother in law moved in with me when we got, uh, pre- when we had the baby, and then we invited her to stay. And now we basically, like, she has her own apartment in our complex, and we pay for everything for her food. She cooks dinner every night. So, like, she's got my daughter all day. And then I finish work at six and I like wrap things up. And then we go over there and we eat dinner and watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. And then I take my kid home. And we hang out for a few hours and then we she's co-sleeps next to us, wake up in the morning, have fun, watch Disney Plus, get her dressed, bring her over to Granny's, start my work day. And then mm-hmm. when I have therapy or when I have the coach training program or when I have like a nighttime coaching gig, she just stays at Granny's, which is awesome. Totally. You know? But like other people are like, I can never be away from my kid for that long. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I get breaks when I see her. I'm like so happy to see her and I'm so yeah. excited to spend time with her. And yeah. it's a quality time. Totally. I just think about like how many times my mom was so stressed out with me and didn't, not that she didn't want to be with me, but like she had so much on her mind and she was going right. through so much. And it's like, I don't ever want her to feel like I, I don't want to be there. Right, right, right. Or you're not like present with them, right. like thinking about something else. Yeah. I want to like, be there and so that might mean that I don't see her like how much I should whatever the fuck that means totally I'll go four days without seeing her sometimes because I have a bunch of stuff to do and yeah honestly like if I you know at whatever point I stop doing coaching or coach training I'm now used to that so if it's like a weekend where I got to be in a studio or you know at a shoot or something like I'm already ready for that sort of thing yeah, I just feel like, but also, I think it's healthy for the kid to like not be so attached all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like independent. I mean, like my dad wasn't obviously always around, but oh, I yeah. didn't like take that as like he didn't want to be around. I was like, oh, he's just like working. Like that's what adults do; they work. They work, yeah. Like, that's nothing to do with me. That's to do with him. Yeah. I just like had that awareness. Um, and I mean, obviously, my mom says like, "Oh, you missed, like, you really miss your dad when he was gone." And I'm like, "Okay, like, if I was little, like, I was like, that's fine." But, like, of I just, course, like, you miss your dad. Yeah, feel anything? I don't feel anything now. I don't, I'm not like resentful or like whatever. And like, <laughs> Paul's always like, "Well, he he was always like, listen, I'm gonna be like in board meetings, like with the baby strapped on me and just being oh, like, this is what's happening. <laughs> and he's just like, the baby's gonna be right here." I'm going to be like telling people what to do. <laughs> so, you know, we're just like, we're pretty good. Like we have a pretty good, like solid, like partnership, but we're also like independent. Yeah. But also, like very much like rely on each other, not rely on each other, but like I care about his feedback. He cares about my feedback. Yeah. Before we move ahead with something. So I feel like I'm like being with my mom, like, I feel like we're set, honestly. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to see how that all works out. And and like, obviously, I'm one of the people that has kids and is here for any support at all yeah. um, on anything, even if it's like to complain about other people telling you what, what to do, because that happens a lot. Oh, oh, my God. I know. I'm so, <laughs> so like, 
thank you. I don't need that. <laughs> I'm like, when I want your opinion, I'll ask you for it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could just fly on the wall for all the conversations like that that are going to happen, but I have a feeling that people won't even bring you their shit because they know that totally. you're, you're not going to respond to it. Do I want to live to see another day or do I want to just die today? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's your choice. We were in like, I was in, we were on the way to the studio yesterday and like we were in the 7-Eleven and this guy like walked in and I was like, I, I heard Charlie was going to like say something out of pocket. And Ava's like 20 and so I'm just like, touch her, you know what I'm saying? And so he just was like, hmm, like very nice. And he walked by and I was like, nobody asked you. Was like, nobody asked you. Nobody asked you. He was like, oh. And I was just was like, nobody fucking asked you. And I was like, if you're, if anyone told you that you're allowed to just like say whatever you want or that like you're good enough to like speak in my presence, like they lied to you. So I'm just letting you know that right now. <laughs> or it's like, Jesus. And I'm like, well, if you're going to come out of pocket at me, then you're going to get it right back. Yeah. I'm just like, no. I <laughs> wish I could. I feel like if you could bottle that and like women could just drink it, like they would and you could you'd be a bajillionaire because like i, I just want to like be around you while you do it because i i think of that thing to say but i think of it like after like totally. all the guys that would be like mommy mommy i just want to be like i'm not your mom totally you know <laughs> my life is like screaming at me from outside of a liquor store yes this is what I'm like, my whole life oh my god i love what you just said can i get your totally. number I was like, uh huh. I'll marry you. Do you want to get married right now? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, stop. Just return the energy. Um, yeah. So I'm asking everybody this, and I I feel like I already know the answer to it. But is there any? So this is called break up with your bullshit. Like get get past that thing that you let get in your way and do your thing. Is there any bullshit that you're still on? I mean, officially now, no. That I'm pregnant. But yeah. I would say, like, maybe, like, drinking before and, like, smoking mm. weed. Um, or, like, I mean, I'm not ever going to do it as much as I was doing it before because I feel like now. You've had the clarity. Days are over. Yeah, but I'm also, like, okay, like, I got to do it. And I wasn't, like, a party or whatever. But, like, I get, I, I was still very productive. Like, yeah. Like, high. <laughs> and a really great way to write music is to get stoned and then write music yeah it's not like it was making me like not do what I need to do I was still showing up and doing it so in that way it wasn't like whatever but like from a health perspective I feel like um it's so nice to be like completely clean of things right now um but yeah like drinking also is like way worse than oh, are you there oh Ming my camera went off <laughs> yeah as soon as you stood up she's gone actually this is good because i can just email my producer right now i'm gonna text him really fast we gotta finish up too because this guy's gotta go you gotta go right me i uh i got three o'clock okay uh, we'll we'll wrap it if this um oh oh you i see mm-hmm i saw it happened when you got up yeah you're still there uh <laughs> I think he um, tripped a cable when he got up out of the chair. So now it's. Memory card was not completed correctly. Do you want to recover your data? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, okay. Am I blurry? Whatever. Um, <laughs> you are. But it's okay. 
but the background isn't. Oh, there we there. go. Okay, we'll wrap it up. Um, last question, ready? Uh, what advice do you have to people who are on their bullshit right now but want to get off? I mean, if you want it, you'll do it. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't really want it. That's Which is fine to just be like, actually, I don't want this thing. I feel like I should have this thing, but I don't actually want to go after it. That's great. Make a fucking choice. Yeah. Totally. People can be like, oh, I, I only was doing this because like my mom told me that I should do this. And I was like, blah, blah. Yeah. And I've been like trying to just like fit myself into a box all this time. And I can just like let go of this. Like, that's great too. Right. But just right. like, you want, if you want it, you'll do it. If you don't want it, you won't do it the end it's not that complicated yeah no, all right well i love you to pieces thank you so much for doing this it was super guys ming it was nice to meet you for five seconds ming she says it was nice to meet you for five seconds oh we'll meet in person soon <laughs> so all right girl um uh, everyone should follow stella look out for her new album next year i'm sure i will be blasting it from the rooftops when that happens you know, go follow her because she's got good stuff. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Break up with your bullshit. Oh.